Amen. So for the last uh, few weeks, it's funny how, how God just kind of ended up turning something into a into like a little bit of a series that was never intended to be a series at all. And so, um, you know, Jesse spoke a few weeks ago about, he says that we have all been called. He said, you've been called. And then while Jesse was sharing that a few weeks ago, um, God just began to stir in me and he said, yeah, and you're also chosen. And so that was what I spoke on last week was that you're also chosen. You are chosen. And today I want to talk about you have been sent. Did you know that you have been sent by God? No matter where you are currently, you have been sent. You're like, no, 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 but I'm here. Well, then you were sent here. I wasn't sent. This is where I've always been. Well, maybe God sent you. Not maybe. He did. This is where you have been sent. Now, when we begin to understand that God has sent us, for some of us, we might go, oh man, I've been waiting to leave for forever. For others of us, we might go, not me, Chris, I have not, I'm not, no, I've not been sent. Nope, 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 I can't ever go anywhere. But the reality is, no matter where you are, you have been sent. No matter where you are, you have been sent. Too often, we like to sit there and think, oh, well, I mean, yeah, Chris, I understand your sense. I mean, you stand up there on Sundays and preach. Surely, that, that's easy for me to see. I'm not qualified like so-and-so is. I'm not qualified like these people. I don't have the right, I didn't go to the right school. I didn't do the right things. I, you know, Chris, not really, not me. There's no way I can be sent by God. That's what goes through a lot of our minds, right? The reality is, though, is that you're in good company with that. Do you know, Moses felt that he wasn't qualified to be sent. Moses, the one who we think of as God gave the Ten Commandments, he delivered the people out of Egypt through all the plagues. He was obviously sent by God, right? I mean, we, we look at that and we can, on, on the other side, we go, yeah, man, Moses was sent by God. But Moses didn't feel qualified to be sent. He had had an encounter with God. He knew he was called. Then the burning bush happened, and he said yes to God. He was chosen because he said yes. And then God began to try to send him back to Egypt. And that's where we pick this up this morning in Exodus chapter 4, because this is Moses' response. The Lord said to Moses, he'd already told him, you need to go back to Egypt and deliver my people. And the Lord said to Moses, if they do not believe you and are not convinced by the first miraculous sign, they will be convinced by the second sign. And if they don't believe you or listen to you, even after these two signs, then take some water from the Nile River and pour it out on the dry ground. And when you do, the water from the Nile will turn to blood on the ground. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, Oh Lord, I am not very good with words. I never have been. And I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. 
Then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak? Hear or do not hear? See or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, and I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. But Moses again pleaded, Lord, please send anyone else. How many of us have ever kind of had that attitude before? God, anybody, anybody else except for me. Because I am not qualified to do this. Here they are, Lord, send them, not me, right? Moses is arguing with God, saying, I don't even know how to talk to people. I have a stuttering problem, God, and you want me to go before the most powerful man in the world? There's no way. I am so unqualified to be sent by you. How many of us have had those same kind of thoughts? And yet God used Moses to bring deliverance to an entire nation of people because he obeyed and he was sent. A lot of us, we just sit there and think, well, I mean, Chris, this sounds great for other people, but not for me. I'm not old enough or I'm too old. How in the world could I be sent? Do you guys know how old Moses was when God sent him back to Egypt to get the people out? 80, at least. There's only a few of us in the room who are 80, at least. So don't use the excuse of, I'm too old. Joe, you can't even use the excuse, all right? And so, you can't even use the excuse that I'm too old. I saw you raising your hand. 92 is not too old to be sent, all right? God wants to send us, but we have to be willing to go. I don't care what the excuse is. If we recognize we were called, and then we answered the call and said yes, like I spoke about last week, then there's no reason for us not to go where he wants to send us. Jesus also sent out 72 people. These are not just his, like we always think of like the 12 disciples, right? Do you know he also at one point in time, he sent out 72 others in addition to the 12 apostles. They weren't ready. They hadn't gone to seminary. They hadn't spent a ton of time with Jesus. But he said, hey, here's what I need you to do. And then we pick that up right here in Luke chapter 10 where he says this. It says, the Lord, talking about Jesus, the Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places that he planned to visit. These were his instructions to them. The harvest is great. But the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take any money with you. 
nor a traveling bag, nor an extra pair of sandals. And don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, may God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessings will stand. If they are not, the blessings will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality, because those who work deserve their pay. If you enter a town and it welcomes you, eat whatever is set before you. That was fast. Heal the sick and tell them, the kingdom of God is near you now. He sent them out, 72 of them, and he gave them instructions. Here's what you do. Go out. Go out and heal the sick. Cast out demons. Do all the things that I have told you to do, all the things that you have seen me do. Now go out and do it. And he tells them, now just go out and even stay in these places. These are not far off places. In reality, it would be like going from Bayfield to Forest Lakes. And when you go, go and do the things that you've seen me do. These these were places that were in near proximity to them, but yet Jesus sent them to go. And and the incredible thing is, is that after they went, even though they weren't ready in their own eyes, after they went... They were so excited because there in verse 17, after we see this, it comes back and it says this. It says, when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Had they been ready to do what God had asked them to do when they were sent, they would have known this was going to be the outcome. But they didn't realize this was going to be the outcome. They believed it because Jesus told them this is what would happen. And so they obeyed, but they didn't actually know for sure. And then it happens, and they're going, Woo-hoo-hoo, look at that! We did what Jesus told us to do, and it worked! How many of us... Jesus is going, here's what I need you to do. Ooh, God, I'm not ready for that. Ooh, I don't know if I can do that. God, do you know who I am? Because I don't think I can do that. And he says, just go. Just go. Church history tells us, it's not in the Bible, but church history tells us that one of those 72 was the woman who Jesus met at the well in John chapter 4. And that she was one of the first evangelists who went out and told people about the good news of Jesus. So anybody who tells you women can't do things in church, they just don't know their Bible or history, all right? So... Some people, oh, it, it's true. I'll be happy to tell you all about it. But anyway, but it's, but, but the, the, she was one of the first evangelists to go out. Because she had an encounter with Jesus, and it changed her life, and he sent her. All of us have the opportunity to be sent, but we actually now have to do it. We actually have to do it. See, we might be like some of these 72 disciples. Sometimes when we hear that God wants to send us, we think, oh man, I'm going to go to Timbuktu and I will never return. God's going to make me just burn the ships when I land ashore and never go home. But that's not what he did here. He sent them and they came back. 
And he sent them and they came back. God isn't necessarily asking you to move and never return. But he is sending you. Now it may not be forever. But we have to stop waiting for the right time in order for us to be sent. I mean, I've done this a lot. I'm like, well, whenever this happens, this happens, this happens, and all these things kind of go, okay, then it's the right time. And isn't it amazing how those things never happen the way they're supposed to and then life gets busier and and then you have like 10 other things piled up. Okay, well, once all this happens, then it'll be the right time. And if this finally ever happens, then that might be the right time. If you're always waiting for the right time, you'll never actually find the right time. It's just time to be obedient to what God has sent us to do. Which is to tell other people about how much he loves them. To let people know that he has a plan, a calling, a destiny on their lives. To show them the love of God in everything that we do. You have been sent, at least this morning, to Life Church in Bayfield. Oh, no, we just happened to show up today. Oh, I mean, it's just Sunday. It's what you do. Well, you were sent. At your job, you have been sent. In your marriage, you have been sent. In your school, you have been sent. As a parent, you have been sent. Wherever you are currently, you have been sent there. So it's time for us to actually start being where we are. Wherever you are, be there. As long as you're here, be here. As long as you're there, Be there. Whatever it is, wherever it is that God has sent you, whether it's to your next door neighbor or to Redding, California or somewhere else around the world, when you are there, be there and blossom where you are planted while you are there. Because far too often we like to sit there and think, well, maybe someday. One of these days when I go and do this for God, then I will do this. Do it now in everything that you do. Stop waiting for the right time and start just realizing I have been sent and it's time for me to do what God has asked me to do. We have to stop making excuses and we have to let God use us to touch the people around us. I've been at in many times, I've, I've been in places where I'm just going, man, like, I was emotionally exhausted, I was spiritually exhausted, I was frustrated. And in those moments, I wanted to be ministered to. And sometimes I need that. But it almost never fails that even in those moments that God says, well, I'd like you to minister to this person. But God, do you even understand where I am right now? I sure do. But God, I have nothing to give. I am empty and there's nothing left in me to give. Good, it'll be all me and not you. 
we have to not allow ourselves to be very, or to, how do I, let me reverse that. We need to not allow ourselves to become so self-centered that we lose sight of what God is wanting to do through us to the people around us. Even in those moments that are really, really challenging. Even in those moments that are just not fun. A few weeks back, when I, I went down with, with my parents for, for my mom's treatment down in Albuquerque, and, and while we're there, I mean, it's, the chemo treatment place is not like a yay, happy, fun kind of place, right? But while we were there, I saw other people who I knew, had a chance to go and pray with them, hug them. Jesse, hit pause on your watch. I think I hear it coming through the speakers. <laughs> so, um, but we, we had this opportunity, you know, to just be able to be sent, even though I was there for, to do something else. Don't ever waste an opportunity to be sent by God even when you're in an uncomfortable place. Because sometimes the comfort of the Holy Spirit is exactly what people need in their uncomfortableness. We need to embrace the call. We need to say yes to being chosen. And we need to recognize that we are being sent as an ambassador for the kingdom of God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul tells us this. Did I not write that one down? Shoot. Well, he tells us this. I'll read it from here. All right. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, in verse 20, it says, So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. He's talking to the church in Corinth and he says, everywhere you go, you are an ambassador of Christ. Do we understand what that means? That means that we have been given all governmental authority of God in our lives to step into other people's lives and give them the hope and the love of Jesus. Oh, not me, Chris. I can't do that. You can. You just have to understand that you've already been sent. This is who we are. When we said yes to Jesus, this is who we are. And so now it's my time to say, okay, I mean, I I don't really feel like an ambassador. But if the Bible says I am, I'm going to stand on the word because I know it's true. And so I'm going to be an ambassador in everything that I do. When we went down and we helped out with the town over the 4th of July and did the different things that we did. We were not just representing Life Church. We were an ambassador of who Christ is and just wanting to serve the people in this town. That's what we're called to do. We're just called to be an ambassador and recognize that when God has asked us to do it, He gives us the ability to do it. We can always come up with that argument that just says, I have nothing to offer, Chris. I just have nothing to offer. But there are three things that we need to do in order to be sent. First, we need to have the attitude and the heart posture like the prophet Isaiah had. In Isaiah chapter 6, it says this. It says, 
this is Isaiah talking. He says, then I heard the Lord asking, whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? And Isaiah's response was, here I am, send me. If you want to be sent, then we have to have the heart posture of Isaiah. Because right before that, Isaiah says, he goes, man, he goes, God, I'm not worthy. I am not worthy. I'm a man of unclean lips and I'm living in amongst a people of unclean lips. And then God touches him and he says, but I need you. And Isaiah's response was, then here I am, send me. He was willing. Secondly, we need to remember that after we are willing, it's not about us doing it in our own strength, it's about the power of the Holy Spirit. And in John chapter 20, Jesus says this. Again, he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And then we learn in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 where it says, But I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be seized with power and you will be my messengers to Jerusalem, throughout Judea, the distant provinces, even the remotest places on earth. I have nothing to give. Good. But as long as we say, Holy Spirit, I need you, then he works through us and he gives us the ability to do the things that God has asked us to do. When I realize that it's not about my ability and it's about the Holy Spirit's ability, it takes all the pressure off, man. When I just recognize I am sent everywhere that I go and I can just simply say, Holy Spirit, are you wanting to show me anything for these people? Can I pray for any of these people here? And just be led by him in those moments and just allow him to do what he does. And you don't have to do anything other than just be obedient to that. Let the Holy Spirit work in you so that you can be sent. And the third thing that we need to do in order to be sent, just obey God. The simplest of them all and the hardest of them all. Just obey. Just obey God. We have to get rid of our excuses. And we have to start recognizing that I am sent by God to take the good news of who Jesus is and everything he's done in my life and let other people know that he can do it for them. Yeah, but Chris, what if, what if people make fun of me? What, what if people don't get saved? What if I do all these things and nobody ever wants to come to church or they never want me to pray with them? Okay. Other people's response is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is just to do what God has told you to do. That's our job. We do what God has told us to do. And beyond that, we let him take care of the rest. But too often we convince ourselves not to do something because we already have a predetermined outcome of the way it's going to look. Well, I mean, I can't be sent because they're, they're, they're just going to tell me no anyway. I mean, man, I blew it. I had an argument with my wife last night. There's no way I can be sent. You know, man, I yelled at my kids because they were being little goofballs last night. I mean, my goodness. How can God use me? How can God send me? 
Well, he does because he doesn't. Jesus was the only perfect one. And other than that, he sent everybody. We have to stop making excuses. We have to start embracing the call. And we need to answer that call and say, yes, God, I'm willing to do it. And then you send me wherever you want to send me. Does that make sense this morning? We are right here in the middle of summer. And I love summertime, except for like these two weeks where it gets really hot before the monsoon start. But other than that, I really like summertime. And it's a great opportunity to just see people, to hang out with people, to spend time with people. Take advantage of who God has called you to be. You don't have to do it like I do it. You don't have to do it like Jesse does it. Do it the way that God has gifted you. Just say hi to somebody. Ask ask them if you can pray for them. Whatever it is that you do for work, ask God, God, with my personality that you have given me and in the job that you have given me, what is one thing today I can do to be sent by you? And see how that does not change everything that you do. Do it tomorrow, one time. God, show me one area to be sent. It's easy homework, all right? Easy homework. God, show me one area that I can be sent today. And when you do that, just watch and see what he will do through you because it's not about us, it's about him. And it's about him just releasing the power of the Holy Spirit through us, amen? Let's go ahead and stand, guys, and we're gonna pray and be dismissed this morning. I got you guys out of here before 11 a.m. <laughs> All right. And so, um, yes, and we have, we have snacks in the back. And so um, everybody stick around and get to know other people. Also, if you need prayer after church, uh, we'll have people who would love to pray with you this morning. If you don't know Jesus and you would like to, please do not leave here without accepting Jesus as your Savior because I promise you he will change your life. Father, we love you. We thank you for everything you're doing in us. God, I thank you for over these weeks how you have shown us that we are called, that we are chosen, and we say yes to that call. And God, I thank you for showing us that we have been sent. And God, I ask that you would just begin to reveal to us and show us the ways and the areas of our lives where we can recognize that, yes, I have been sent by you. God, we just come against the spirit of fear that might try to keep us from believing that. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just flow through us God, your word says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in us. So God, we ask that the Holy Spirit would just flow through us so that we can show all those around us how much you love them and how much you want to set people free. Jesus, we love you and we thank you. I ask you to bless every family here, even the ones who are not here today. God, just just bless them today. Bless them this week and keep them all safe. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Guys, you're dismissed. Um, Yeah, don't forget about the snacks. If you need prayer, we'd love to pray with you. And have a wonderful week. And we will talk to you all next Sunday.